I'm James Smith in Austin. He's Joe Linhan in his hometown of San Antonio, and we are glad to have you listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. So, Joe, what have you been up to? You been been doing anything recently? What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, we're just getting ready for the tournament this weekend and next weekend. So, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So, oh, yeah. how did ODP go this past weekend, James? ODP that was a huge success uh, in, from my mind. So, we hosted it at my home pool. We've gone talked about this in pretty great detail over the weeks, um, and I, I, I'll obviously express to you that it's it's nerve wracking. Which I know is what's you, you probably are less nervous about setting up this tournament than I was at this ODP thing. But um, you know, with very minor minor issues, it was all great, like really great. Um, we had more girls. I have to go back and make sure that this is true, but I've been told, and I think that's correct, that we had more girls um, for a Central Texas camp or clinic than we've ever had. So that was on Saturday. Um, it was hot, by the way. And, and how many girls was that? It was over 30. Um, and then the boys, it was ridiculous. Like we had, um, there was a waiting list, but we, we only admitted 20, um, or sorry, 20, I'm sorry. We, we admitted 50. And there could have easily been 60, if not more than that. So that was a little more tight, you know, but we, we made it happen. I, we got a lot done. It was, a you know, the, the practice planning is new. Um, and we got a ton done in four hours, a very short period of time relatively. So I was super pleased. I haven't gone and talked to my coaches again about, uh, you know, what they thought was good, what was bad. But I thought it went really, really well. How was the scrimmaging? Or did y'all scrimmage? We definitely scrimmaged. Um, girls went four on four, I think, short course, 20 yards. And we boys went five on five. And, or no, I'm sorry, they went six on six, which uh, I did not want to do because the space is just not big enough, I don't think. So we went five on five plus goalies, and it was fine. It was great. James, you are, we is both boys and girls for you now. You know that, right? I know, but the, but we, Chris, Coach Chris, Cullen, and I have slightly different ways of working. And I was there all day for the girls on uh, Saturday. So I got to observe all of it and every once in a while would chime in. But, uh, you know, he decided that he wanted to go six on six. I got no problem with that. And that's fine. All right. Yeah. I just pointed out that you are the head coach slash admin. So that's true. I'm the, the, in fact, Chris uh, introduced me in some way that uh, was very embarrassing, like uh, technical director plus communications guy. I was like, no. Just, the technical director term was you came up with that. I term know I, because I stole it from Brad Piercy. I think that's what he's called up in, in the uh, in his zone in the mountain zone. So I, I, I don't know if him. Brad actually has a title. So. Uh, I'm still just technically speaking the boys' head coach, but. Um, it seems to be that there's a big demand. I think uh, the North Texas camp already is sold out, correct? That's my understanding, yeah, too. That's what I heard. Um, and I still don't – I don't have the numbers for that. So, um, uh, yeah, we, we had spoken about that a, a week and a half ago, I think, the ODP staff. So we'll have to go over that again. But, yeah, I was actually stunned because, I, you know, that's not till November. Uh, and it sold out. Um, that's really good news. Um, the Houston part is, uh, I think it's pretty good news too. We are, are exploring another opportunity that we announced to our uh, families, uh, at ODP, which was they're originally on the calendar, you know, even before the pandemic, it was on the calendar for October 18th at Sci-Fair. We've been doing that the last couple of years. They've been very good to us. 
they got to us pretty early on in the pandemic to say, we're going to be completely shut down for the fall. So our clinic that was tentatively scheduled for the 18th was no go. It's like, okay, fair enough. And uh, so we found Paraland, another oper- a place that we've been to before, a very nice facility. Um, and they, we are in the process of finalizing something with them. But then we heard at the very last minute that Paraland may be reopened. So the chances are that we're going to go to Paraland. We should know by the, or sorry, that we were going to go to SciFair. That's probably going to be published by the end of this week. I'm really hoping one way or the other, whether we're going to go to Paraland or to SciFair. Um, but not to put, put, you know, put facilities up against one another. It's really more the date. So October 18th is frankly a much better date for people than the date we have at Paraland, which is the only reason that we're considering it. But the demand for either one of them is still huge. I'm getting emails from people all the time about when we, when can we register? That's exciting. I'm glad so many people are taking advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, it was excellent. I'm hoping we get some more national coaches. I don't have any complaints. Dean Cantal came from California. He's a goalie coach, and he's a, a little bit of a TV personality, too. He does uh, Pac-12 water polo games back when the, they actually used to play Pac-12 water polo. And he was terrific. Um, but, yeah, when we go to Louisville, when we go to um, whichever facility in Houston, then, yeah, it'd be nice to have a couple more coaches. So. We will see. We, we will see. see. Oh, but nice. don't you have some breaking news for everybody? Well, let's, let, me, let me talk a little bit about, because um, people had questions about um, the remainder of the ODP season. Okay. Um, which is, uh, people are asking, so last year we had regional championships in January in Utah, and then we had national championships, at least for the boys. Unfortunately, we didn't have them for the girls, but the boys in uh, February, March in Riverside. Um, what I'm being told and what my under, best understanding is that the West region championships are pretty likely to happen and that the national championships, it's just really, it's not clear. So that's the best way I can put it. Unfortunately, it's not very definitive, but for those people who wanted an answer, an answer to that question, that's the best I got. Well, we live in a TBD world, so I think everybody's is used to it now. So. Everybody, everybody's so, I mean, you know, so you and I were sort of joking before about, you know, people who want to, you know, utilize this as a protest or I'm not going to wear a mask or I, you must wear a mask or anybody like that. We've had almost none of that. And people are really understanding. They, they know what we're trying to do. They understand we're trying to strike a balance between um, being safe, but also giving these athletes a place to go play. Uh, parents have been really good. So I have no complaints. Yeah, it, yeah it's I mean. So far, so good. But uh, you same know. with you, right? Like, I mean, are you getting any feedback like that? We will see after this weekend. Okay, um, we're not going to have an interview today. Joe and I are too busy. I'm telling you, like, I, I don't have a problem saying that. Unfortunately, one of the 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 uh, well, one of the unfortunate consequences of COVID is the cut in programs. Uh, I just published on Total Water Polo about a half an hour ago that uh, LaSalle in Philadelphia has cut their men's varsity water polo program. And, uh, well, LaSalle has a personal place in my heart because uh, for my club, it took, it it was the first athlete from my club and the first athlete from central Texas to go play division one water polo was at LaSalle. So it was one of my kids from my club. So I, I have a bit of a connection there, but just beyond that, obviously it's not good news to hear programs being cut, but you know what the reaction I had was? Is like, this is just kind of the beginning. And that is not good. I'm not saying that at all. I don't know if it's just the beginning, but just to let everybody know, uh, LaSalle still is continuing their women's program. Yep. 
So um, they started a men's and women's program a few years ago. 2016, and now, yep. and now they're just choosing not to move forward kind of with their men's program. Um, but, uh, yeah, there haven't been too many water polo programs cut relative to other sports. Okay, that's a very what good I point. What I mean by that is like, you know, softball, baseball, stuff like that. There's been a ton of sports that have been cut on, at the at the NCAA level. And that's just a testament to like, you know, the water polo. I mean, water polo is really not too expensive to play at the NCAA level relative to a lot of sports. So what do you mean? Do you I'm, have Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and I'm hoping that that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, schools do add the sport and have been adding the sport consistently over the last five, 10 years. But, um, I'm hoping that that's going to be one of the reasons why they continue the sport too. So, um, and there's even up, there's still a school up in, I think it's Indiana, it's Illinois. Um, that is actually going to start a men's and women's program this oh, upcoming yeah. year or this, or this, or this, this current school year. Yeah. So, you know, it's not all doom August and gloom Anna. out there for a water polo. I mean, it's a lot worse than other sports right now. So. No doubt. Augustana and Illinois, again, you can go to the total water polo podcast and we're going to hopefully have an interview with their head coach soon. Um, and, uh, Westcliff, Westcliff out in Irvine, the school I'd never heard of ever. And, uh, had a very, very good conversation with their head coach again, who has uh, interest in finding athletes from Texas. So this is, there's a, there's a connection there and that's good news, obviously in a time when these programs are getting cut is that there are water polo programs that are actually being established. Um, same with Mount St. Mary's in, in Maryland. Um, so uh, that's the good news. Obviously this is another opportunity for, and again, I'm thinking in terms of Texas athletes, but obviously athletes from anywhere, um, it, it was a place for them to go. Like uh, there weren't very many Texans who went, but at least it was an opportunity and it was an entry level kind of division one program that had improved a lot, um, since it began. But anyway, sad to see that go. Uh, and yeah, like I said, I've, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you that it's relatively good news in the sense that, uh, other sports are getting cut more often, but boy, we need, we need more and more. We need more of the programs than less. I understand. I agree. Okay, that's it for this segment, but stick around and we'll come back with more. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. It's James and Joe. Um, let's start segment two with another not breaking story. The LaSalle story was a little bit aged when we told it in the last segment. Um, but we never talked about JOs. JOs has been canceled for the year. It's, it and two other tournaments that are uh, of note have have been canceled. There's not a. I can't imagine there's a person involved in the sport that's surprised by this, Joe. But um, it, it is disappointing. I know that I wanted to bring my kids out there very badly, uh, and uh, but anyway, we got to wait till next summer. Yeah, the other two tournaments that are also canceled are the October tournament. Um, and the, uh, champions cup. So those are kind of two fall mainstay tournaments, um, along with the rescheduled, uh, JOs. Yeah. Kind of, kind of have been canceled, but 
That's just the reality of our world right now. Yeah. And but USA Water Bowl is going to help out anybody that wants to host events and, and make it as like as easy as possible for people to host. So please, like, if you're interested, please reach out to myself or the USA Water Bowl Home Office. We are more than happy to help out anybody get events going. So yeah, please do as much as you possibly can, of course, right? Yeah, and I mean, and I was excited about, uh, like, kind of about the different time of year JOs. I mean, JOs to me has always been about, it's just an opportunity for kids to go out and yeah, and play against teams from around the country, meet kids from around the country, parents, the same thing, the coaches, the same thing. And it's, is it about uh, going out there and winning the tournament? No. But is it going out there about being competitive for some teams? But for other teams, I mean, there's going to be like, you know, some other teams, you know, from Texas are going to go out there and and it's just about the experience. But for everybody, it's about going out there, having a very good experience, no matter what level you are and coming back and waving the water polo flag and telling your buddy, hey, we just had a kick ass time out at out at JO's. Why don't you sign up kind of for club water polo and let uh, and let's go again next year. And I mean, that's how I've always used the junior Olympic tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, it's that end of season event that everybody can train for and look at, but more importantly, it's the, it's the go out there and have a great time. And, and then the kids and parents are all, then they're going to be invested in in the sport more and people are going to come back and want to do more in there. And they're going to want to do a little bit better the next year. And it just, I just believe that that is just, that is the tool. That is the greatest tool that USA Warpole has is JOs. Just use it. Yeah. Kind of help grow your own programs. That's exactly right. It is part of, I would consider it a cultural thing. So in other words, your program is, is uh, like mine is a pretty young program only started in 2013. And I could notice a demonstrable change in sort of the culture of the parents. After we went out to junior Olympics for the first time, we partnered with, uh, with Longhorn went out there. It was, and people had a great time. They understood that, Oh, this is, this is sort of different than I thought it was because they're accustomed to seeing their athletes playing against teams from Texas, which is what they should be doing. But all of a sudden they see, oh, this is a national game. And, and it's much bigger than we thought. And uh, and they get to play in these huge arenas. My boys got to play at Stanford, for crying out loud. you know. So they, they got to do all of that. And that makes a gigantic difference in the way people perceive the sport and the club. Yeah, exactly. And it's just the kids and the parents out there, like the parents might be able to go up to wine country and go have a glass of wine. <laughs> That's you know, for sure. Um, or, that, or, if, or if they're down in Southern California, the kids can go out to the beach almost every single day. You know, it's just, or they can go to the primary pool and see five games going on at one time. And there's this huge kind of like the vendor kind of area and everybody wants to get their USA water polo swag. So, I mean, this is, this is, that's what it's about. So I, I mean, I highly encourage teams to go out and a little story. So, um, whenever I first moved back to Houston, there was a coach who was also a varsity coach on the East coast. Um, also left the East coast to go start coaching, um, the age group water pole. And I was talking to him and, I was like, are you going to try to go to JOs this year? He goes, well, I think I'm going to wait till we can go win it. <laughs> and I'm like, then you're never going to go. <laughs> and I go, you have to go out there and you, and you might go out there the first year and not win a game. But then, but then the next year, like you go out there and win one or two games. I mean, there was a group of kids I went with one time where they went out as 12 and under girls and they lost every single game. And then by the time that that whole group was 1600, they were playing in the platinum division. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's just keep, yeah, it's just, it's just keep going and keep building. And it's just, it, it, it's a barometer. It's kind of a treat for your kids. It, it's a treat for your parents. It's a treat for your coaches. Is it hard work? Yes. But, you know, it is, it is well worth it. So. Oh, absolutely. I, my, my stories are more like, so we're in the Bay Area. We're in Akalanas, which is East Bay. And it's sort of up in there in the hills. And we're done with one game. We have another game. And in a, in a very inconvenient, like, four hours or something like that, you know, because we're not staying at any particular hotel. And one of the parents says, okay, we're going to the beach. I'm like, you're going to the beach. Which beach is that? And he said, well, it, can't we just get there in, like, a couple minutes? I'm like, you're in the East Bay. It's going to take you an hour and a half, maybe, maybe more, to get to the beach. You will not make it back in time. So that the the idea this that you go to California, that you're close to wine country, you're close to the beaches, and so on, which is uh, not always necessarily true. It depends on. And where that's you why are. I said Southern California. Exactly. For the beach. Yeah, so, that makes things a lot easier. Like, like Northern California, like you have to go to the Intel Museum or something. So uh, my, the, my parents did go to the beach, and then they came back and, and told me shockingly, like, "Oh my God, it was freezing." I'm like, "Yes, that's right." Northern. Or California. or there's always the mystery spot between <laughs> kind of San Jose and uh, in Santa Cruz. So. Oh, I was born in that area. That that, that mystery spot is hilarious and the winchester mystery house and i've actually yeah. never been to either of those neither so. have i and i, I will let parents there. take the kids and yeah. then i will go have a nice little piece of quiet yeah so. i have friends in that area so I'll go hang out with them instead so yeah uh okay um now, now in the absence yeah. of jos we are having a tournament here in a couple weeks well so, or this upcoming weekend actually you know you you could you you could think that that was kind of a joke but it's actually i think it's pretty accurate like i really do i i mean we we only have a limited amount of time before this calendar year ends and you and usa water polo are hosting a actually a pretty substantial full contact tournament that's starting on saturday um and it's giving these kids the i just posted a story on total water polo from my writer michael randazzo about a tournament they had up in in pittsburgh in that area so they had some full contact stuff too and his story was all about how much the parents were so happy to have him back in the pool but this is the first chance for texans to really participate one against another in months in months i i think it's gigantic actually and it's Obviously, it's leading to, um, or at least it's an introduction to what's going to happen up at Thunder, who's hosting a tournament later this fall. But you've been knee-deep yeah, yeah, in planning. It's going to be a lot of fun. This upcoming weekend is the 14 and 12 and under mixed divisions. Uh, we're both in Cedar Park and in Round Rock. And then the, we have, what, 14 total teams playing this upcoming weekend. The following weekend, we have 23 total teams for the 18 and under boys and girls divisions mm -hmm. again the, the the two pools that we're using are both in cedar park and round rock we're just using we're, we're just having more games on october 10th and 11th for the older kids but yeah i mean the thing that i'm like you know i'm i'm not necessarily stressed out about it but it's just you know there's a lot of of little things that you keep thinking of about this is what you got to do this is what you got to do and like you got to plan and this is going to be this weekend and the next weekend is going to be complete team effort between the athletes the coaches the referees the spectators everybody come together and understanding we're not here to do um like we have the our safety guidelines we're here for the kids so let's make this the best of kind of kind of for the kids and we do have a lot of safety guidelines people are going to be coming in you know right before the game starts and then as soon as the game over all the athletes inspectors have to leave they have to and then that's going to allow the next group to come in so um and then we're going to have a ready area for 
um, like, you know, the teams that are about to play. So um, the teams are only going to get to have like, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, you know, yeah, actual in-water warm-up. But, you know, it's just a lot of moving parts and, you know, and everybody's going to have to wear a mask, you know, oh, kind of while they're on deck. And if and if there's going to be somebody that wants to protest or or kind of or kind of say something, but it's going to be up to the coaches to make sure that, you know, you are responsible for yourselves, your athletes and your team parents and yeah, and, and spectators. And if there's a repeated issue and there's people that don't want to wear a mask or they don't want to follow the guidelines, then we're going to have to suspend a game and forfeit. I don't want to do that. I hope that we don't get to that spot, but, um, and I don't think we will. I think everybody's just to be so happy playing this weekend and next weekend that we're, that we're not going to get there, but you have to prepare for it anyway. Yeah. So. We're in brand new territory and, yeah, uh, brand new territory. and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of challenges, but, uh, we'll get it figured out and make it work. If you're listening to this and you're a coach or even a team parent, you know, pay attention seriously. I mean, in some sense, because it is completely different for those who are familiar with doing events at uh, Mickey, the, my pool in round rock, there are certain, you, you get accustomed to just, Hey, I'm just going to walk through here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to use this facility. I'm not, I mean, that's all changed all of it. And it's yeah, not so, bad. It's a good thing. So like, you know, whenever you walk into either pool, there's going to be little arrows set up. This is where the white team spectators sit. Right. This is where the dark team spectators sit. This is where the volunteers and referees go. This is where the athletes go. You know, it's, I mean, it's going to be, you, we want everybody to, to be responsible, please. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, you know, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be people that are going to have to be reminded. I'm probably going to have my mask down at, yeah, at, at some point, but it's going to be one of those things where, you know, we all just work together and it's going to be great for the kids and the yeah. kids are going to get to play and you know everybody's playing four games so it's a festival type format it's not going to be one of these things where it's going to be you're playing to a championship so everybody's just going to get to play you know you're like you come you play your games and then you leave and and by the way teams and or like like athletes and parents kids like the bathrooms and locker rooms they're there for emergency case only you don't come and think that you that you're gonna change at the pool. Yeah. You have no. to come in your swimsuit. Um and no deck changing please. Um and uh, was it um just please just yeah just be prepared. And as soon as you're done with the game, spectators, teams, athletes, coaches, they're they're gonna have to leave as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because then we have to get everybody out before we connect the next yeah, like the next group of parents in. And that's gonna we're gonna have about a 10, 15 minute time frame to make that work. So hey do you have a bullhorn? Oh, I'm loud enough. I'm good. I, and we, we have um, the, one of those Bluetooth speakers, too. In fact, uh, my boss, Mark, may be playing music, you know, using that thing between quarters and that kind of stuff. So that's always good for announcements, which is basically, okay, game's over. Thanks for coming. See ya. Uh, it's all good. There's the door. I don't, yep. I don't need a bullhorn. Okay. So, I, I can't be you. at both pools, so I'll be going back and forth between the courses. And this upcoming weekend, all the games on Saturday are at the, at the Milbourne Park Pool in Cedar Park. And then on Sunday, the games are at both the 12 and unders are at the Cedar Park pool. The 14 and unders are at the Round Rock pool. Yeah. So, and those those pools are, in case people didn't know, about 10 miles away. It's like a, it could be as much as a 20 minute drive. That's not a complaint. I'm just saying that's a, that's the distance. So people should take that into account. Yeah. And uh, was it, um, it's going to be fun. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a, uh, 
there's going to be some mess ups and we'll have an interesting yes, conversation for next week on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I'm unlucky. I have one game on Saturday for my 14 new boys and a couple for the 12 and unders. And then all three of them on Sunday at Mickey, which is great because our parents will be there anyway. So there you go. Okay. Uh, a little tiny break here and then we're going to come wrap it up. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpolo, I always listen to TX Warpolo podcast. That's it. We're done, Joe. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, just too busy. Like we, the, there's this three, three week period that I, we're just scrambling, and it's fine. It's actually really invigorating, but it's also it's like well, I, I don't. Sometimes you got to you know pick and choose your battles. And today's podcast and interviewing people and all that, you know, we probably uh, we can defer that for a couple weeks. And talking about battles, yes. Um, today that we're recording the podcast on Tuesday, September 29th, Tonight is going to be the first presidential debate oh dear and yeah. we're going to stay completely oh. apolitical on this podcast oh. but i just i just want to encourage everybody to get out there and <laughs> uh, register to vote Did, either way go vote okay um this is apolitical uh, there's uh i would rather have a uh, root canal surgery than watch this debate tonight there's i mean i i haven't watched a debate in i don't know how, how long and i used to work on capitol hill i worked there so I bet it's going to be one of the highest rated debates. Yeah. Ever. Well, it just won't count me for the Nielsen ratings on that one. That's fine. Or whatever they do now with cable. or you'd... It's a, it's across all the networks still, right? Is that the, is that what happens? I don't even know. We is will find on... out tonight. We will? Listen, I don't know. Okay. And I'm sure you and I will talk about three or four more times you know, before the weekend. Oh, so. no. We never talk politics, Joe. Come on. Don't. Not about not about politics. About yeah. the tournaments. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Much different story. Okay. Okay, we're done. Thanks uh, to uh, all of you for listening. Thank to you, Joe, of course. And um, uh, thanks uh, to everybody for telling a friend about the TX Waterfall podcast. And we're still getting wonderful gifts and donations from people. Thank you very much for that. And uh, we'll ask for, for even more. If you want to contribute to the TX Waterpolo podcast, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. Until next week, so long from Austin. Here. This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.